baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. For the best Ravens coverage, it's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists. 1057 The Fan. He's a guy that I was just in there, we were just in there, you know, and we're talking and we prayed. And uh, he's just got a great attitude and demeanor about him. And, you know, it's a guy that you want to see do well. He deserves to do well. And feel for his parents right now, you know, they're watching and they're sure they're feeling it too. Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland here for Bob with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass. We're getting you some news from the nest. You just heard from head coach John Harbaugh there talking about the Keaton Mitchell injury. And, of course, it's a devastating blow to Keaton and his family and to the Ravens as well. Yeah, and I mean, if he has surgery early January, Cordell, he's not ready to go. Nine months would be first of october right so uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough deal for him uh, which sucks for him and for the ravens uh, I, if i'm eric i'm having my scouts you know find me a, another guy like that yeah somebody with that type of burst and look those guys are hard to find they, they got keaton who's an undrafted rookie free agent so that's a credit to their scouts what round was hn in was he a fifth, sixth rounder? Was he? I have to look that up. I'm, I'm looking I'm, right now. Says he was a uh, third round pick, 84th overall. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think he was that high either. Let's hear more from John Harbaugh. Uh, here's John Harbaugh talking about the impressive run game for the Ravens last night. I think we just kind of kept coming, you know, and after a while it had its impact. You know, our guys were blocking really well. Backs were running really well. Lamar had, had a number of yards as well, so... Uh, yeah, that was a big factor in the fourth quarter, too. We had a bunch of yards, maybe 100 in the fourth quarter, something like that. So it was, it was good. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the run game is what put the game away. That they were that That's kind of the Ravens' signature right there is, you know, when they smell blood, when they want to put you away, the run game is usually what does it, and it did it again last night. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, Cordell, they had the ball 10 minutes, 2 seconds in the third to 458. <laughs> For Cleveland in the fourth, they had it 10:28, so they haven't even more to 4:32 mm. for Jacksonville. So they dominated time of possession. I mean, 20:30, 20:30 to nine. When you we talked a lot about the way that the the tackles have struggled, yes, as of late. Could this be a reason why they lean more on the run game down the stretch <coughs> of the season? Mm. Uh, most definitely, I think. I mean, because you don't—if you don't have time to throw it—that's the biggest problem. Is—is is what do my guys do well? Well, they can't get me in too much trouble run blocking, right. or they can pass blocking. So yeah, I mean, they threw it eight times second half. So they rushed it thirty times <laughs> the second half. So yeah, it was that was that was. 
And, and I still give Lamar a bunch of credit, man, because he wore them dudes down, mm-hmm. those defensive linemen. He wore them down in the first half, scrambling all over the place. They were chasing him around. Let's switch gears. Let's hear from Lamar Jackson. Uh, of course, Lamar had that crazy play where he makes Dwayne Smoot miss on the sack, and he's extending the play, and he finds Isaiah Likely in double coverage down the field. Isaiah Likely makes an incredible jump ball catch, and here's Lamar talking about that catch by Isaiah Likely. I've seen Likely. If I, I believe if he wasn't um, so free, Likely would have scored because i already seen him, but I couldn't throw it because 91 rushing, and I don't want to have a fumble happen, so made some happen, and I seen him. I see 31 flying under. I'm like, bro, if I try to drive it, it's going to be an exception. And I already threw one, so I'm, I was pissed off. So it's like, just get likely a shot. You know, he, I know he can jump a little, so it's like, I'm going to give him a shot. And he made a play. Great play. And look, even there, <clears throat> Lamar kind of hints at just the ongoing struggle with some of the pass block. And he talks about how he saw Isaiah likely open initially, but yep. he couldn't step up to make that 91 throw. 91 was coming right 91's at him. right there. Yeah, but I, I mean, to me, Lamar, I mean, he's got pretty good recall of everything that was going on. I mean, 91's going to hit me. I saw whatever number he said, cutting in 31, cutting in front of me. And, you know, if I drive it, it's intercepted. I'm going to give him a chance. Pretty good description of the play, you know. So could he have done that a few years back? Mm-hmm. Would if he have had that much, you know, and to think, well, I already threw one interception. I ain't throwing right. another one. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and to even try to still throw the ball in that situation, it probably would have been, oh, I broke out of the sack. Let me just take off and see what I can make happen. But like I said, I, I think this year that's been one of the big changes with him is when he's looking to extend plays, he's still looking to throw the ball. I think that puts a lot of pressure on the secondary. Let's hear one more from Lamar. Uh, we saw him do it so many times last night. Here he is talking about making something out of nothing. Keeping a level head, you know. Like I said, I'm not trying to make make a mistake. I'm trying to just keep us with positive yards, keep us moving, you know, and that's what we had to do tonight. I, I was listening to the press conference uh, live last night, and I, and I was hearing some of the questions that people had to him in terms of, like, what's going through your mind when you're in the pocket and <laughs> you're evading these sacks and – I think uh, somebody asked him, you know, how calm are you in the pocket? And he's like, do I do I look calm <laughs> in the pocket? Like, he doesn't look calm, but it looks natural. And it's, it's, it's something you can't explain. Just his ability, his ability to just naturally be elusive in the pocket and almost have eyes in the back of his head at times. It's, it's just something you can't teach. Either you got it or you don't. And, and clearly he has it. It's got great instincts. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is. It's it's instincts. It's kind of like um, OBJ. You know, what, what tells him that, damn, I cut this off. You know, these guys are all around mm-hmm. me. I mean, the, the great ones have that that kind that kind of feel, that yeah. kind of vision and stuff. And and Lamar's got it. I mean, he's he was I keep saying he was Houdini. He was. He was. Let's go on the defensive side of the ball real quick. Let's hear from Roquan Smith. Here he is talking about the Jags having so many failed trips in the red zone. That's what we do, bend and don't break. And the uh, biggest thing in this game, it's not yards, anything like that. It's about how many points you score because that's, because that's what win games. You can 
go out there and run for 500 yards, throw for 300, and then you score three points. What good is that? You know. So just thinking about it from that perspective, us as a defense, we bend, don't break. You know, we just trying to impose our will on uh, people week in and week out. And uh, obviously, those guys. I heard their little motto this week was like. Uh, takes the bully or something like that. I overheard that uh, saying they wanted to be a bully. That was that thing this week. So, hey, I guess the bully get hit in the mouth sometimes. Roquan, he's got a, he's on a streak <clears throat> now of quotable one-liners. You know, yeah. he, he's got his streak going. But, look, the defense wasn't a picture-perfect day for them. Mm-mm. But, you know, played winning football. They took advantage of the opportunities that the Jags gave them. It's not their fault that the Jags had terrible clock management. It's not their fault. Trevor Lawrence couldn't hold on to the ball, uh, but look, they came through when they needed him. Yeah, and I, I would say, in the second half, I don't. They were tested on one play. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they did a pretty good job mm-hmm. shutting them down. I mean, what were they on? Third down, three of thirteen, Jacksonville. So they did a nice job on third down. Yep. And I think the biggest thing was was. They tackled well. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest thing. They didn't give any yards after contact, which, you know, when they when a guy caught a ball, he was down. Yep. I thought that was one of the most important things in that game. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll play a little buy or sell. We'll check in on the stock market. We'll bring in Quick Draw McGraw, answer some questions around the world of sports next here on. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Penny and Haney. Sponsored by Window Nation. There's so much to love about the fall, especially the return of Window Nation's best offer of the year. Get two windows free for every two you buy. Plus, pay nothing for two years. Call 866-90NATION or online at windownation.com. 1057. Benny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland in for Bob Haney on this Victory Monday. Still with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass. We're playing a little buy or sell. But first, how's the stock market look? Well, the Dow, the Dow Cordell's up 62. The S&P's up 26. NASDAQ's up 83. DraftKings up 11 cents. Under Armour's up 31 cents to 850. Yes, sir. Start here in Major League Baseball. The Rangers navigated a handful of pitching injuries to win the World Series this year, but they're going to have to navigate some more heading into next season if they want to repeat. Max Scherzer recently underwent back surgery to fix a herniated disc Excuse me, uh, that's going to keep him sidelined until at least June or July. Throw in Jacob deGrom, Tyler Malley, also uh, both of them recovering from Tommy John. They're going to be out for a chunk of the upcoming season as well. With that in mind, Cordell, buy or sell, uh, the injuries will catch up with the Rangers. They will regress in 2024. Yeah, I'll buy that. I think it's tough to to repeat in baseball as is. Um, but when you don't have, you know, when you're missing that many pitchers, quality arms at that. These aren't just some Joe Schmoes. Uh, these are these are key guys for them. 
they were able to make it throughout the postseason without Max, but I, I do think all of those guys, that, that'll come back to bite them in the end. How about a little hockey here? We've been talking about this on and off throughout the season. The Caps, surprisingly okay this year, but what's maybe surprising is that they're doing all this without any production at all from Alex Ovechkin. Mm -hmm. uh, just five goals in 27 games played. That's a dry spell unlike we've ever seen from him, really ever, in his entire career. Uh, his previous career low in goals was 24, and that came in the shortened 2020 COVID season where they only played 50-some uh, games, 60-some. Uh, with that in mind, Vinny, buy or sell. Ovi will set a new career low this year. I'm going to buy it. He hadn't scored like in 12 games, so he's struggling big time right now. I think I saw on pace for uh, upper teens, yeah. which would be crazy. Means you have to stay about five more years to break. Uh, <laughs> right. He's gonna be fifty when he if he can break uh, Gretzky's record. How about a little college basketball? We were treated to a thriller over the weekend. Number three Purdue, number one Arizona. They went head to head uh, in a neutral site as well. The result: a 92-84 win for the Boilermakers. Just their third win over a number one team all time in program history. Uh, the Wildcats also their first loss of the season so changes are going to be coming today in the new ap poll looks like kansas will probably take over the top spot just a question of how far arizona is going to fall uh, but cordell buy or sell saturday night's game was a final four preview Ooh. uh i'll sell that i'll sell that purdue's got to show me that they'll be able to even make it that far i mean arizona themselves you could say the same thing for them but they've got some of that pedigree Purdue, I'm curious to see if they will be able to last through the gauntlet, which is uh, the NCAA tournament. A lot of times the best teams in, you know, what are we in, December? A lot of times the best team in December, they don't make it to the Final Four. Just ask Fairleigh Dickinson right. last year. Be happy <laughs> to upset you again. Uh, back in the NFL here, the Colts picking up steam after a little midseason slump. They've won five of their last six. Now sit at 8-6. and six. They control their own destiny if they want to make the playoffs for the first time since 2020. And you got to give Gardner Minshew a ton of credit here. Not the flashiest season for him, but he has him in a great spot after Anthony Richardson suffered his season-ending injury. Vinny, by or sell, Minshew has shown enough to earn a starting job somewhere next season. Mm, I'll buy it. Figuring there's a lot of jobs available. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody could use them, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, stopgap guy. Mm -hmm. Might not, I mean, obviously wouldn't be in uh, Indy unless there's another injury. Right. But, but he's uh, a dude that gets hurt a lot. I mean, you look at Atlanta. I mean, they're, they just paid, uh, what's his name, that was in Washington last year, uh, Taylor Heineke, a <laughs> lot of money to be a backup last year. And I don't know if they'll, you know, after, after Desmond Redder just lost to the Panthers yesterday. I mean, he looked god-awful in the process, too, through a horrible in, uh, red zone interception. I, I, it's, it's teams out there like Atlanta, I think, that could use the Gardner Minshew. But the Vikings. The Vikings. They move on from uh, Cousins. Mm -hmm. I, think they, I think they probably – we'll see. We'll see. I, I, at the start of the year, I thought that that was pretty <laughs> much a foregone conclusion. But who knows? Who knows? And we'll wrap things up here in baseball once again. The Dodgers, they kept their flashy offseason rolling, traded for Tyler Glass now, then locked him up with a new four-year extension. Uh, it's the kind of boost their rotation needed after a kind of a shaky 2023 season. And you look at the road ahead for them, at least the immediate future, 
Uh, Tyler Glass now going to slate right into the uh, top of the rotation. Walker Bueller is going to come back healthy. Uh, Otani then will pitch again in 2025. But what about Clayton Kershaw? Uh, free agent once again. Signed the one-year deal this past year. Had a sub-3 ERA, but then had to undergo shoulder surgery when the season was done. Buy or sell Cordell, the Dodgers will feel comfortable moving on from their longtime ace. Well, I think they can feel comfortable doing that. I'll buy that. Now, whether or not it happens, that'll remain to be seen. I mean, I can't picture Clayton Kershaw without thinking of the Dodgers. So, you know, that's going to be a huge move to move on from him. But look, they've definitely got the people. And that's with knowing Otani can't pitch this year. I I still think the Dodgers will be fine. They, They pour money into that franchise man they just always seem to reload I, I don't think they'll really miss Clayton Kershaw who's had a great career for them albeit uh let's grab a call before we go to break let's go to Greg and Bella Greg you're on the fan hey guys how you doing what's going Good. on um heartbroken about Keaton Mitchell mm-hmm. uh, I thought he looked incredible so far this year but one thing I was thinking of is are you familiar with guy Tyler Goodson he's a running back the Colts just pulled up from their practice squad they put him on their roster because Jonathan Taylor wasn't ready to go this week um Jonathan Taylor is supposed to be activated as of this Wednesday like day after tomorrow now Zach Moss is another running back they had he got a horse collar tackled by a Steelers defender and so he injured his arm but they're sort of they're not sure if he's going to play in week next week in week 16 I guess that would be but if Moss is okay They've got that guy Sermon. They've got uh, Moss. They'd have Jonathan Taylor and Goodson. If they wave Goodson, Goodson ran a 4.42 at the combine. He's a he's like a very quick, shifty back, similar to Keaton Mitchell, but not as fast as Keaton Mitchell. I think Keaton Mitchell ran like a 4.37. But I mean, I would be all for if the Ravens could grab him if if somehow the Colts waved him to try to put him back on their practice squad. Well, I'll, I'll bet you that the call, uh, Eric's guys, pro guys, George Kakanis, that they'll be they they know everybody that's on everybody's practice squads, and and they'll they'll be studying it. And if there's somebody out there that that they like, they'll probably end up being here. What's the likelihood? I mean, well, in the Ravens' Zero. case, you know, well, not that there's somebody like Keaton, right? But you know, just to even bring anybody in this time of year that you're actually thinking about making a, you know, a true piece of your offense, especially at the running back position. That'd be rather hard just because, I mean, you're three games away mm-hmm. and look at the games that you've got. Who do you, are? how are you going to gain enough a, a kid's trust right. in that amount of time? And look at the, like Lamar and Just, Justice Hill's been here since day one. Lamar and Justice Hill have had issues with, the mesh point and making sure the ball isn't hitting the ground. And those guys have been together for the last couple of years. So I would imagine there's going to be a little bit of a pause to give some new guy that comes in an opportunity to just jump right in and, and, and start getting reps. I mean, Keaton Mitchell Cordell every day at practice did something mm-hmm. to make you go wild. Mm-hmm. And each, each preseason game too, that he played in. I mean, he, he showed up, he showed up and showed out all August. Um, and really, ever since he's come back, he's, he's been a huge bright spot for the Ravens. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll continue to look at this run game. We know Keaton Mitchell, he's gone for the year after that knee injury. Where do the Ravens go from here? They've got who they've got. How do they utilize them to the best of their ability? We'll look at it next here on The Fan. 
your sports information station, 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland in for Bob here with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass. We're going until 2 o'clock right here on The Fan. And we're looking at this Ravens rushing attack. We know about the devastating injury to Keaton Mitchell. He's now gone for the year. That leaves the Ravens in terms of running backs. You've got Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and Melvin Gordon, who they will be promoting from the practice squad. Uh, you look at the Ravens last night in the rushing department, 251 yards on the ground. Keaton Mitchell, he helped out with that uh, as well as he had his 73 yards on the ground on the nine carries. But, Vinny, this has been a dominant rushing attack all year, and that's even before Keaton Mitchell joined into the fold. Will they be able to sustain that dominance without him? Will they be as dominant? Probably not because <clears throat> they're going to miss her. Big piece that at the beginning they didn't know they had. Then when they had it, I mean, how many times last night, Cordell, you had Justice Hill and Mitchell in. Mitchell mm-hmm. was basically like a wide receiver. Yeah. Um. So taking away some of the offense, let me just say that. And you've mentioned that Gus Bus has not been hitting the holes great lately. Justice Hill, I thought, looked good last night. Mm-hmm. So, um. They'll be okay, but they had a chance to be really special. And we saw last night that Keaton Mitchell was able to kind of, you know, when the offense seemed like it was hitting that dry spell, um, Keaton Mitchell was able to get some of those chunk run plays offensively to not only keep them on schedule, but to keep the momentum, I think, on their side as well. Because without it, I mean, look, the passing game wasn't great last night. Lamar made some great plays extending it and, and making plays down the field. But overall, I mean, what, only 171 yards through the air. There's nothing to write home about offense. And in the rushing game, you had Lamar with 97 yards. You mentioned Keaton Mitchell's 73. Gus Edwards, 58 rush yards on the 16 carries, did have the touchdown. And Gus and, and Justice Hill, five, carry, five carries for 23 yards as well. So, I, I mean, I think we've talked about it a lot that big play element. They as fast as Justice Hill may be, he doesn't possess the big play ability that Keaton Mitchell showed in his small sample size. Cordell Keaton Mitchell in the second half had seven for 70. The it's only person good. close to that is like Lamar. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, no Gus bus Gus had four carries. So he had 12, 12 carries in the second half, Cordell, for 45 yards, which is not good. No. And Gus is usually the five, six yards a pop type of running back, and it just hasn't been that way for him this year. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of him kind of running into the back of his blockers at times when he gets the ball. You just – you just don't see it look as smooth as it does when Keaton Mitchell is. Yeah. is I out mean, there. Justice Hill in the second half was four for twenty-two, mm-hmm. which you know You'll almost take that. yeah five a and a half five yards. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'll take that. Um, but I just think with this spread out offense, having speed mm-hmm. is key. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see more Justice Hill than, you know, maybe we thought. You know, definitely probably more Justice Hill than what we were getting at the start of the year when it was really just him and Gus Edwards back there 
I don't think it'll be as 50-50-ish or maybe even 60-40-ish leaning towards Gus. I don't think it'll be that way down the stretch. I think Gus will still get his opportunities. But Justice, they already use him as the third down guy. They like him as a pass blocker back there. Yep. He's He's been the third down guy. <laughs> so I do think he'll get some opportunities on early down situations and maybe even get some balls out of the backfield. You know what made Mitchell special, I thought, Cordell? Not only the speed, but he could break tackles. Mm -hmm. His lower body strength was awesome. Deceptively strong. Yes, yes. And I don't know that how easy it is. Probably not that easy to find that type of guy. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, an undrafted guy that is the starting running back, right. you know, on, on the team that's the number one seed in the AFC is pretty weird. You don't see it happen very often. And even to the type of player you're talking about you mentioned how strong he is to have that type of speed and that type of strength you you don't see that combination very often you're usually sacrificing one for the other 410-583-1057 is the number if you want to jump in let's bring in Kevin in Ellicott City Kevin you're on the fan Benny Cordell what's good man what's up man excited man I'll take that W in a game where me personally Reflecting back on the past, we just ain't never had it easy down there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel really bad for old 34. Yep. That guy plays with the biggest heart, it seems like to me, out on the field, as far as the youngest, newest players. I mean, I don't think we're going to personally replace him by any means. He's almost irreplaceable in a sense, but... uh. I think we got to stretch the versatility with with our running game that we do have. You know, those are still trustworthy backs. Doesn't make me feel like we should scramble so hard to re necessarily replace the man. I mean, he, he barely even got through the consultations with the doctors. You know what I mean? But uh, I'd like to see us, like you always talk about, Vinny, especially is we got to make sure we're taking care of that offensive line. Yep. We got offensive diversity, man. We ain't even come to the full. We ain't even stretched it out yet. But uh, just wanted to share some thoughts on it. And I really hope that young man rallies. I know he will. He seems like a man built with a big heart. And uh, I just wanted to share that, too. Yeah. I, I feel for him. Appreciate, Appreciate and, the and call, Kevin. He probably almost could have got called for running into the kicker on that one on oh, the yeah. field goal. Yeah, probably should have been. I mean, he <clears> didn't <throat> give him a spot to land. Cordell, you know what I was I was just thinking that you gotta give um Munkin a lot of credit because all right, you're seeing my tackles. I'm having trouble in the past game. Let me just to have the patience to keep pounding the football. Mm -hmm. You know, where most coordinators, you know, like more out in the Chargers and you know, right. they wouldn't be able to have the patience to keep running the football. Well, they've got to stick to what they want to do. You know, right. Kellen Moore wants to throw the ball a hundred times a game. And I'm sure Todd would love to, but to what see do I what, gotta do to exactly. win? You gotta keep your quarterback upright as well. Let's go to Clay in Eastern Shore. Clay, you're on the fan. Hey guys, I was heartbroken, man, when I um saw that saw him go down. When I saw uh, Mitchell go down, I knew it was over. So done. I knew it was over. And um, and the sad thing about it is, you know, this isn't one game. You know, guys can break out for a game and be a flash in the pan, but this guy is not a flash in the pan. He has done this consistently since since he started. I mean, 
he's amazing, and it, it's just sad for, for him as a guy. And it really puts a, a massive strain on this running back room now. You lose Dobbins to start the year. Uh, what's the plan going forward, guys? I mean, it's hard to replace somebody that you didn't expect to be this good, let alone, you know, Dobbins, who was who had high hopes for. Uh, that's going to take a hit on us, guys, and that's, uh, you know, beyond our, our, my uh, a fan massive concern for the, the health and well-being of Mitchell going forward. But secondary, our running room is su- suffering majorly. Yeah. Hey, Cordell, let Thanks me ask you call, this. Clay. Do you think that Dobbins would have been as effective as Mitchell? Or having those two would have been kind of uh, – Would have been great. Yeah. Would have been great. I, I think he would have been. I think he would have been. I, I think Dobbins was primed for a big year. I was I, I was too. high on Dobbins. I, I had him for 1,200 yards. Yeah, I, I think he was going to go crazy in this offense in both the receiving aspect and and the running game. Um, And the caller's right. I mean, you, you lose two starting running backs in a year. That's just – regardless of whether or not Keaton Mitchell caught us by surprise or not, he turned out to be a big focal point of this offense. You know, yep. the more he grew and the more they got comfortable <coughs> with him. It's a loss. It's a loss. And I don't think anybody's looking to necessarily replace him. Look, you can't replace anybody in December. We're talking about mid-December football mm. for a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. It's just you're just not replacing guys at that point. You're just looking for somebody that can come in and still contribute enough to where it doesn't go off the rails. And and I don't think they'll have that issue with the run game anyway because Lamar's back there. They still, I, I, as much as I'm talking about Gus Edwards struggling, I still trust Gus. You know, I still trust him to go out there and at least do what they want him to do, hold possession, keep the clock going, you know, milk milk the lead, keep, keep, teams, keep teams opposing offenses off the field. And justice is good for what he's good for, but it's not going to be as... You're not going to have those wow, you know, moments in the run game probably as much as you had before. Yeah. Instead of being able to hit a home run, you got to hit singles and doubles. Got to hit them singles. Yeah. You hit them singles, play small ball. That, that's, yep. that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, if you want to jump in, 410-583-1057 is the number. We'll continue to talk Ravens. Ravens sitting in the one seed in the AFC right now, got this big matchup against the Niners, and then of course another big matchup against the Dolphins right after that. Right after that, are the Ravens the team to beat in the AFC? When we look at the league, are the Ravens the best team in the conference? We'll talk about it next here on the Fan. Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I sucked at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, one zero five seven Fan. Yeah, no, we're very grateful. We're very excited about that, and that's the first step. That's our starting point goal, and then go from there. Victory Monday here on 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney back here. Cordell Woodland in for Bob here with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass. You heard head coach John Harbaugh there talking about the Ravens clinching their playoff spot with that win over the Mm -hmm. Jags last night. Yeah, I mean, and that's just a step. You know, that... You know, you gotta, you gotta have, you gotta be in the dance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're in the dance now, so they got an opportunity. But that's just step one. You know, they were they want to go to the playoffs. They want to win the division, and then win the first playoff game, then win another playoff game, and then go to the Super Bowl. So, 
they've got a long ways to go yet. Definitely, and look, they don't have really a lot of time to to necessarily, uh, you know, celebrate making the postseason right now with a couple of these games that they've got coming up. They they really have to lock in, and and John Har- Harbaugh is always talking about going one and zero that week. Well, these next couple of opponents are really going to, you know, put that motto to the test for sure. I mean, if I was a Ravens player, Cordell, oh, we clinched playoffs. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know. I ain't celebrating. I ain't doing nothing because that's expected. That's that's part of being a Raven, that you're in the playoffs. Now, yeah, we want to be the number one seed. Harvest will never say that, but um that will be that that'll be that's the next goal. Let's grab a couple of calls. 410-583-1057 is the number. Let's go to uh let's go to Lee in Columbia. Lee, you're on the fan. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. What's man, up, Lee? Where was Zay Flowers yesterday, man? What, he got one target for like seven yards? I'm like, you know, like what happened to the screen passes and all the shovel passes to that guy, man? I didn't see him, man, you know? Uh, and another thing, uh, Justice Hill, if you, if you if you actually go back to like previous games and earlier in the season, he had a lot of explosive runs. He, mm-hmm. He's a real good back. I, I think uh, he'll, he'll pick up the slack for Keith Mitchell. And uh, one more thing before I let you guys go. Um, I, I don't know what happened with the Eagles, but I thought for a second we were looking at a bird bowl over there in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's looking like it won't happen. Appreciate the call, Lee. And, yeah, the Eagles are kind of trending down. Look, the NFC is still going to be a toss. Both, both of these conferences, for all we know, are still going to be a toss-up. I mean, I expect the Niners to come out of the NFC, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I well, thought they were coming out last year. Yeah, if they stay healthy, the team and it's got to go through uh, Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a tough one for those those other teams. I, I do too, because it's really only a three team race out there. Well, I don't think Dallas can compete. With I don't them. think I don't think they can either. And Philly, I, I think Philly, Philly is on it too. Philly got blown out at home. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think Philly wants any parts of the Niners. Niners got to beat themselves, right? And we just haven't seen them do that often. Well, like with the Arizona, they, they didn't play great. Mm-hmm. You know, they played they played well enough to win. Let's go to Aaron in Lutherville. Aaron, you're on the fan. Hey, what's going on, guys? Big what's fan up? Of the show. Um, just want to say, man, it feels like Ronnie Stanley and Morgan Moses they're low key the most important guys on our offense. And I mean, I could tell last night, especially Stanley, man, he just looks unhealthy. He doesn't look 100. percent And I mean, that guy Josh Allen last night was kind of wrecking havoc for us, causing problems for Lamar back there. I just I just hope we can get Ronnie Stanley healthy before the playoffs. That I think that's one of the biggest biggest issues we got right now is Stanley's health. Thanks, Aaron. When has Ronnie played good all year? I mean I that's that's my the, thing. I don't I just don't Was he this bad at the start of the year? I don't think he was this bad. I mean he's gotten progressively worse. Oh well, yeah the last couple of weeks he's been horrible. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think it could get any worse than it was last week. Yeah. And then last night was, it was just as bad. So he's not getting any better. Yeah. I I mean, it is what it is at this point. That's what I keep saying. When you, you look at your team right now, it's December 18th. You pretty much are who you are at this point of the year. You're not, a new, a different version isn't just going to come walking through the doors out of nowhere. And yeah, this offensive line, it's it's a problem right now for the Ravens and the they, tackles are the, the tackles specifically the yeah. tackles. Um, 
and that's a that's that's a big problem. And I think we, when we talk about the inconsistency with the passing game, you got to look at the tackles as a reason why maybe they can't get a lot of those on schedule pass plays to work, and and you know at least as good as the off schedule ones are working for yep. sure. Let's go to Rodney in Baltimore. Rodney, you're on the fan. Good afternoon. What's going on? First and foremost, um, my well wishes to Mr. Mitchell for a full recovery. Um, but I feel like our running back run will be fine. I think Gus, I know Gus Edwards is capable of doing more than they have, you know, made available to him. He could be a workhorse. You got Thunder and Lightning. You have um, uh, Gus and Ricard, and also um, the other guy, Justice the other Hill. 43. Yeah, Justice, Justice Hill. Hill, the reverse number of Mr. Mitchell. They'll be fine, and they adjust. And the Ravens are the best team in the league. They're the only team out of the top teams that haven't lost consistent, you know, back-to-back games. They don't get lost one here, you know, and then win. The Ravens will handle and expose Mr. Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant, they'll show you why he was Mr. Irrelevant. The Ravens should be fine for the rest of the year. Thanks. Oh, man. Appreciate the call, Roddy. All I'm saying is they got – the Niners have the best left tackle in football. Mm -hmm. Got the best running back in football. Mm -hmm. Debo Samuel, probably one of the best wide receivers Mm -hmm. in football. One of the better tight ends in football. And a quarterback is up for the MVP along with Lamar. Might have the best play caller in football. As yeah. Well. So I mean, uh, this is going to be this is going to be quite a task for the Ravens on Christmas night. They they the Ravens got to bring their A game. Let me just say that. Yeah, and so do the Niners for sure. I mean, I don't want to discount know. the Ravens and what they've done. This is going to be a test for both of these teams. And the Niners had their stretch where they lost those three straight games, but. I think that was for a combination of reasons, especially when you go look at the teams that they had lost to at that time. They, Those aren't games that they had any business losing. I, I think right now the Niners, for me, are the best team in the league. Yeah. And, you know, there's no shame in saying that. That's not to say that the Ravens can't beat the Niners. They could. They could. But I think you're going to see both of these teams be in some uncomfortable spots maybe, maybe uh, come Christmas night. Yeah, and 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 you know what it's going to come down to, Cordell. My stars versus yep, your stars. It's going to come down to players. Who's, who's making plays? Mm-hmm. Who's going to make plays? Is is Bosa killing us? Is Chase Young killing us? Purdy, Samuel, or is Lamar playing Houdini? You know, do, do, doing things like he did last night. So. They're going to have sleepless nights, too, mm-hmm. getting ready. No question. Let's go to Will in Baltimore. Will, you're on the fan. Yeah, yeah what's going on, gentlemen? Uh, let's say good afternoon, first of all. What's going on? Oh, uh, man, chilling, man. I just want to um, – also, I'm, I really want to say I, I see that a lot of people, you know, worried about um, our running back uh, room. It went down. But um, J.K. Dobbins went down at the beginning of the year. We didn't know nothing about Mitchell yet. So we had uh, Gus Edwards and we had Hill. Gus Edwards can get us three to four yards a game. I mean, you know, uh, uh, doing a play or a sequence of a plays. He can also end the game with running, with um, with with managing the clock. So I, I realize, I realize this: we got wide receivers on our team for this moment, for the playoff moment, just for Lamar just to throw the ball down the field. We only need a running back to manage the game, but we need we need a left tackle to manage to be able to manage the game. 
Huh? We need a we need tackles to be able to manage the game so the receivers can be involved. I agree with that, but when you got Lamar Jackson, this this is I want you to understand this. Lamar Jackson is special. Mm-hmm. We can fix we can fix it. We can fix this the little stuff that we got to deal with with part of these big tackles. That's that's a that's a major issue. But when you got Lamar Jackson, like if you put Patrick, you can't put like a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning behind it because they don't run. But when you got Patrick Mahomes back there or Lamar Jackson back, or even a Josh Allen back there with them type of tackles, you can make something happen. So all you got to do is just keep. We we got to keep. Keep the faith. Understand this. We made the playoffs. We made the playoffs in the first team to do it. This in this AFC. Understand that. And then also understand this. The 49ers, they were like two years ago when we had to go play them in the rain. They was the best team then. They was the best team then. So mm-hmm. let's just show up. Let's just get it done and let's make it happen. And let's let, let's see where we at at the end of the year. That's how I feel. And the- Appreciate the call, Will. And look, I don't think anybody's hitting the panic button. Like we said, the run game in the grand scheme of things, <clears throat> it'll be fine because Lamar Jackson's back there. The Ravens will always be able to run the football. I guess for us, the concern is where are they going to get some of those chunk run plays from if it's not Lamar right now with Keaton Mitchell gone? That's that's the key, Cordell. Who's going to make those plays? And Justice Hill? He can. I think he can. He, he made a, He's made a couple, but... I uh, like Keaton Mitchell. You give him a you give him a crease and it's over. Right. He he's what like Jamal Charles was. Mm-hmm. You step wrong and it's eighty eight and out the gate. That's that's what he is. Justice Hill. No, he's not gonna. He's not gonna. He's not taking the top off. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll feed you some NFL lunch. We'll look around the league from this past weekend, see what went on in some of these other games. That's next here on The Fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 